there's snow business like snow business welcome to another episode of weathering nebraska i'm your host meteorologist bill rentschler joined along uh, with my partner in crime meteorologist brad anderson brad hello hello uh, how's it going out there you know we're doing okay we're getting closer and closer to the christmas holiday i'm panicking buying gifts for my wife and my children and my yeah. other family members we've gotten now to the point brad <laughs> where <clears throat> Liam and Jamie think that when they, well, when Liam and Jamie see the Amazon delivery driver, they know it's a Christmas present. Oh. So we're, we're dealing with a, how do we say these are from Santa, but they're right. still being delivered by the Amazon delivery driver. Now that is tricky. That's certainly something that, I didn't have to deal with when I was a kid or when my older kids were much younger. There was no mm -hmm. Amazon people coming. I'm thinking Santa may have gotten pulled into the corporate world of Amazon with Jeff Bezos. I don't know if that's a solution to this pro to this Here, issue or not. Here's the thing, though. If I had younger kids like you, I don't think it'd be an issue because my wife orders so much stuff from Amazon any time of the year. <laughs> I don't think they would even notice a difference. So I oh. think... There wouldn't be a difference. They notice. And every time every time he comes, they think it's from Santa Claus. And Liam will ask me, can I look inside? It's like, no, buddy. This is a Christmas yeah. present. You can't look inside. So At least Alexa. We have an Alexa at home. And uh, now it's not saying, you know, you, you can you say the notification. What is my notification? And it usually tells you, you have a package from so-and-so. Oh. But Alexa is so clever. Starting around Thanksgiving, she says, I will not tell you what, what is, is in the package now. That so, is, you know, man, and they think of everything. They do, don't they? And that's why they're rich. <laughs> but the one thing you can't necessarily order off Amazon, Brad, is a white Christmas. I'll bet you could find somewhere a snowmaking <laughs> machine. I have wanted my own snowmaking machine ever since I was a little kid. And I remember the cheapest one I ever saw was like $1,000. And then, of course, higher than that, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. Or you could buy a lot of really cheap soap <laughs> and shave it all and then sure. throw, it on, throw it on your front lawn. Uh-huh. And then when it rains someday, they'll just turn it into nothing but bubbles. Yeah, and then, you know, gives your lawn a good cleaning. Well, that's true. Very yeah. true. Maybe keep the dogs clean as well. It's kind of run through. <laughs> We're digressing a bit. We're talking about today the probabilities of a white Christmas in any given year, but also, of course, we're just a few days out. We also want to give you an, an actual forecast of what's going to happen this year. So you want to start off with some things, Bill? Yeah, well, everyone loves a white Christmas. It, you know, it just kind of adds to the holiday cheer. And I guess in my mind, before I went and started kind of digging into the numbers, I think I just thought because, shoot, you know, it's December 25th. It's winter. We probably have more white Christmases than not, especially, you know, here in Nebraska, considering, you know, in October we average maybe a half an inch of snow. And then in November we average I mean, probably, what, three or four inches of snow, maybe? That might be a little high. And then in December, we averaged, like, five inches of snow in, in, yep. in Lincoln and, you know, for the surrounding areas. So I figured, yeah, no, this isn't going to be a problem. White Christmas, probably, you know, more times than not. 
I was wrong. You were wrong, yes. And like most of my forecasts, I was wrong. <laughs> and it, yeah. you know, it doesn't happen all that often. I guess we should first start, though, briefly, Brad, with what what is a white Christmas? What is, I mean, because we have to have some parameters. The definition. Yes. The definition. And it's one inch of snow on the ground Christmas morning. Christmas morning. That's right. And so that means if it snows an inch on a Christmas day at four or five in the afternoon, that doesn't count, right? Well, I see. I was going to throw in the caveat. That's like the official definition that I found from the weather service. Right. Mm-hmm. But I would like to throw in an additional caveat of a white Christmas could also be if you have more than a half an inch of snow on Christmas day itself. You mean falling? Falling snow. Falling yes. Snow. So like you uh, either have one inch of snow on the ground Christmas morning or you get a half an inch of snow or more throughout the day on Christmas. And that's Bill's definition. That's Bill's definition. But Bill's even word. by Bill's definition, the numbers aren't great. No, not at all. In fact, you were telling me just a few minutes ago that, what, out of the, since 1948, only six Christmas days was there actual falling snow. Yep, the actual measurable snow. I mean, there are probably... Uh, almost a dozen days that have just a trace, but I mean, that can just amount to a few snowflakes. Most recently, you got to go back to 2017 and there was only four tenths of an inch of snow. So even by my definition, then that still doesn't count as a white Christmas. It wasn't a half an inch or more, but there was four tenths to really get a white Christmas. And a lot of folks may remember this one in 2009. Mm -hmm. I certainly do Christmas day. There was, was already, there was, there was 10 inches of snow on the ground Christmas morning, and we had received nine and a half inches of snow on Christmas Day. I'm assuming most of that fell Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, and that's why we had 10 inches of snow on the ground. That's right. But I remember that being the year there was about three pretty big snowstorms in about a three-week period, two in December and then one just after the first of the year. That's right. That was, that was back in my winter. youthful college days when I had the rare snow day from uh, Chancellor Harvey Perlman at the university. So that seems like a long time to you, but, you know, for an old man like me, 11 years ago just doesn't <laughs> seem that long ago. So blink of an eye. <laughs> That's right. Because pretty much what I was doing 11 years ago is exactly what I'm doing right now. Not, not minus, doing a podcast, but actually yeah, minus the podcast. What's that? Minus the podcast, right? So then past 2009, the year 2000, there was an inch of snow on Christmas. 1997, there was two-tenths of an inch of snow on Christmas. Nineteen, And then you have to go from 97, you have to all go all the way back to 1962. So it was you know, 35 years before <laughs> there was another measurable snow. There was 1.3 Measurable snow on Christmas, right? On Christmas, yes. Right. 1962, there was 1.3 inches, and 1957, there was eight tenths of an inch of snow. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. No. So only six out of 72, that's 8.3% of the time, which, again, you think it's late December, it's winter, you'd think there'd be more. No, No. there's not. It's not how the cookie crumbles. That is not crumbling in the favor of the holiday spirit. Exactly. So 
but that's again that's measurable snows on christmas day not you know in our kind of altered definition of a white christmas those would would be included but again the technical true definition is one inch of snow on the ground christmas morning and the last time we had one of those was 2017 right 2017 there was three inches of snow on the ground that morning and if you go back to when daily snowfall records began which is 1948 so that's as far back as we can go there have been 23 white christmases in lincoln so the numbers do improve yes again we go back to 1948 because those that's because we have the most reliable snowfall records uh, obviously we do have records going back to the uh what is it 1870s 1887 what's that isn't it 1887 oh that could be it yes yes well long before a long time I, ago right but uh <laughs> yeah you're right 1887 and there were some reports of snow and stuff like that but as far as like people actually keeping track of how much snow was on the ground on a daily basis it isn't really reliable until 1948 1948-49 season. So that's why, as far as the statistics, we can only go back to 1948. So some of you may be listening, you might remember, oh, that Christmas of 45, I remember there was lots of snow. So <laughs> yes, I'm sure there were times that some, uh, some other folks might have remembered snowy Christmases, but like I said, at least in Lincoln, we're only going back to 48. Yes. And the, yeah, those daily snowfall records. So, but the numbers get a little better. Like I said, so 23 out of 72 years, we've had a white Christmas. The caveat being, again, I think, I, I don't know, maybe this is just me. I think obviously there's snow on the ground, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was a recent snowfall. Right. So kind of like we still have, I mean, the you know, we're recording this on Monday morning. It's December 21st. It snowed a week ago now. And there's still some snow left on the ground. Uh, and so some of these years, there, you know, the snow could have been on the ground for four or five days, melted a little, refroze. Right. So it could have been kind of the crusty, iced over snow that, you know, well, it's right. there. It maybe doesn't really add to the holiday spirit. It was a little more of a, maybe a brownish, blackish, dirty snow kind <laughs> of thing some of those years. Yes. So, but again, <laughs> there are some of those years when that snow could have fallen on Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. And so, yeah, but 2017, I got 2015, 2012, 2009, 2008, 2007, 2001 and 2000 so that's one two three four five six seven eight times in the last 19 years yeah and that's a pretty good uh if that that's better than the overall baseball that'd be a pretty good batting average that's right so that's that's kind of at least in the last we'll say 19 years that's a little better percentage than if you take into account the last 72 years of back to 19 48 which is only 32 percent 32 percent of those of those christmases were white christmases and that's that's just here in lincoln this percentage and this kind of you know chance changes as you go throughout the state and brad i think you dived into yeah. some of those numbers 
Right. You know, you know, the National Weather Service has kind of compiled uh, for really the whole country, not just for Nebraska, a map where you can go check and see what the percentage is, the probability of having a white Christmas every year. And, uh, and this, these are based on the 1981 to 2010 averages. This, these probabilities are based on that time period, that 30-year period. So in that 30-year period, the probability of a white Christmas in Lincoln is 33%. So really, it's kind of the same 32% over the last 72 years, 33% over the last, over the last 30 uh, years, 30 years for the most part. Uh, so, but uh, Grand Island, for example, 34% uh, chance for a white Christmas in any given year. North Platte is 30%. Ainsworth, 47%. Norfolk, 40% chance. McCook, only about a 27% chance for a white Christmas. Ooh. Yeah. Columbus, 41%. Scotts Bluff, 36%. Now, Crofton is in far northeast Nebraska, kind of close to the Nebraska-South Dakota border, northeast Nebraska. They actually have a 54% chance Ooh. of having a white Christmas, so a little bit more than half. Beatrice is only 28%. Fall City, believe it or not, is about a 30% chance. I thought that would be one of the lower ones in the state. but I thought 30%. it was, too. Fall City is always way warmer and than the rest exactly. of us 30 percent, and then superior is 35 percent. so the highest percentage i could find was also in far northeast nebraska uh, laurel nebraska had a 50 has a 58 percent chance huh. of having a white christmas in any given year so, so it kind of sounds like that northeast corner yes obviously northeast nebraska has the much better chance for the uh, white Christmas where it trends towards southwestern Nebraska has the least chance of a white Christmas. So it kind of sounds like for most of the state, it's about a 25, I mean, about one in four, one in three, and then that northeastern corner is about one in two. Yeah, I, I was kind of looking at it. I mean, you know, even like Ainsworth, it's 47%. Uh, you go up, you know, you don't really get above 50% until you get into far northeast Nebraska. So most of the state actually has less than a half percent uh, excuse me, 50 less than 50% chance of having a white Christmas in any given year. Well, that's the so. historical odds, but what are our odds as we head through this week? Obviously, this is Monday morning, December 21st. The forecast for a white Christmas hinges on the next few days. Yes. And the forecast will change. So if you are listening to this, again, it is four days before Christmas please check back with the forecast. It will change. <laughs> yes, exactly. We are watching uh, a system. Uh, at this time, it does not look very impressive at all. I've been looking at some of the snow forecast models, and there's really only one model that gives us some kind of accumulation across the state. It's what we call the European model. And again, as of Monday, December Which is 21st, the best-looking model, by pardon the way. Pardon me? I said is the best-looking model, too, by the way, I will add. Yes, the European model, usually. <laughs> but uh, that actually predicts, like for the Lincoln area, again, as of Monday morning, about a half an inch of snow. And then up in north, northeast Nebraska, a little bit more, really between a half an inch and inch. I didn't really see anywhere on that particular forecast model where we'd see even an inch of snow uh, on Wednesday. This is forecasting for Tuesday night into Wednesday. Uh, and that's the only model. The other two models that I looked at this morning have virtually no accumulating snowfall, not even really a dusting. So we're talking about the GFS, 
and the NAM forecast model, the North American model, uh, at this time not predicting any kind of snowfall. Uh, the only one I saw was the European, as I mentioned, and that uh, gives us a lot of us around a half an inch to maybe eight tenths of an inch of snow. So even if it weren't, even if we did see that, and it does, doesn't melt on Thursday, Christmas Eve day, which I probably won't melt because it'll be a cold day, we still wouldn't have that criteria for Christmas morning. And uh, <clears throat> from uh, my understanding as well, it's supposed to be really windy. Yes. So while there may be a half an inch to an inch of accumulation, it may end up in Iowa anyway because yeah. the wind is going to be howling. Right. You may find a, an inch of snow, you know, like in a ditch, you know, where it kind of filled up a little bit in a drift. But uh, at this point, it's not looking very impressive as far as, as any kind of uh, white Christmas. But that's the best chance we got right now. And it's not much. That's uh, a little disappointing. But, yeah. uh, you know, we can't change the forecast. I can't do anything about it as much as people have offered me money. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything about it. But yes, uh, I would, it would be nice to see a nice little white Christmas. I always think, you know, the perfect classic Hallmark type thing is a nice gentle snow Christmas Eve. You know, yeah. you're looking out there and with the, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. With the fireplace going yeah, and no. well-behaved children, it's all a fantasy. And, and carolers and <laughs> everything. I'll come, I'll come to your house and sing, Brad. Will you sing? That'll it be won't nice. be good. It won't be good, but I'll do it. Hey, all right. Sounds all right. cool. Well, that kind of wraps up the white Christmas. It's really bad. I'll just kind of send the dogs out on you, but that's all right. <laughs> that kind of wraps up the white Christmas uh, section of today's episode. Briefly, wanted to discuss 1983. Are you going to say caveat again? Because that seems to be your word of the day. You said Is it? Four times. Oh, yeah. Man. I. I didn't even I didn't even realize I was doing. I know. I, I just, it's your word of the day. It must be my like crutch word for this podcast. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry I interrupted. Please go I know, ahead. Now I'm now I'm very self conscious about using. No, no. I just I thought it was great. I just was saying that. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get that word, a caveat. Caveat. Yeah. No. 1983, 37 years ago, the week leading up to Christmas was insanely cold. It was the coldest, one of the coldest stretches Lincoln's ever had, and it was the longest stretch that we ever had of sub-zero temperatures. We went seven days and 20 hours below zero, and it's kind of almost unfathomable, unfathomable to think about, Brad. I mean, it is, and again, just to reiterate, that we're not talking about just low temperatures overnight. We're talking about the thermometer never made it above zero, even for the high, even during the day uh, for those seven days. The so, warmest it got was two degrees below zero. Right. And that was, that was the week leading up to Christmas. Right. I think, if I remember right, I think Christmas Day, it actually did get – a few degrees above zero that broke the, it was uh, it was a christmas miracle it was that we finally got above zero i think it was like four or five above zero that day or something it was four four was december 17th there was a high of six degrees and then that night it dropped below zero so it would have been december 18th 
and then we didn't get back above zero until Christmas Day. Christmas so Day. So yeah. we, I mean, the low temperatures were minus eighteen, minus sixteen, minus fourteen, minus thirteen. The coldest was then the morning of December twenty second, and it was minus twenty seven degrees. That's cold. I'll bet you some cars didn't start that morning. Oh yeah, and then Christmas Eve, the high temperature. I, I mean, I say high, the warmest temperature recorded on that day, or I should say that the not coldest temperature recorded on that day <laughs> was 10 degrees below zero. 10 below. 10 that below. That was the high. That is, and that's also ranking right up there with some of the coldest uh, daytime high temperatures in Lincoln's history. I know there were a few, I think I want to say in like 1899 or something, there was a day or two that we were like 10, 12 or 13 degrees below zero for a high but yeah 10 below for a high is right up there with some of the coldest days we've ever had here so while there's going to be some cold weather there's going to be some mild weather there's going to be some cold weather this year leading up to christmas the folks in 1983 had it a lot worse than we did i also just wanted to mention that going back to the snow on the ground that 1983 that christmas of 1983 not only was one of the coldest periods, but that was when we had, at least going back to 1948, that's when we had the most snow on the ground on Christmas morning. That was 14 inches of snow. There was not only the extremely bitter cold, but there was a lot of snow on the ground. So that Christmas morning of 83, 14 inches of snow. Uh, it didn't fall Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, but it was there. And it was, it was fluffy and it was white and crunchy and cold. No, oh, very. Yes. Ooh. I'm going to turn on my space heater now. Just thinking. About I know. It just makes you feel cool thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. And then um, briefly, um, Brad, have you ever watched Schoolhouse Rock? Oh. That Conjunction, was Junction, what's, what's your, your function? function? going to get you there if you're very <laughs> careful. Come on. The great. That was the 70s and 80s, man. That was that great was. times. The Great Conjunction happens tonight. And I believe you might, you'll have to correct me, Brad, but the, the forecast, I think it should be for mainly clear skies this evening. It's looking mainly clear. Looking at the forecast models, the satellite, it indicates clear skies. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. We don't get any of that pesky mid-level, high-level clouds. Mm -hmm. that doesn't do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. And so. it's, it's, it's kind of confusing. I, I, I tried to work this into my show this weekend and it's, you know, kind of wordy. On average, because of the time it takes Jupiter and Saturn to orbit the sun, about every 20 years, they meet and pass each other in the sky. Right. But usually when it happens, they're about one degree. Uh, there's about one degree of separation between the two when they pass each other. Right. Which is about the width of two moons as we see the moon. Mm -hmm. And what makes this year different is that there will only be a tenth of a degree of separation right or about the size of one-fifth of the size of the moon so and very close very close and based on my research a conjunction this close together hasn't been visible to us in the mid-latitudes or outside of the tropics since the year 1226 Wow. So 800 years. Yeah. And, you know, it's all, you know, that sounds really cool. I, you know, 
but the caveat being brad <laughs> this isn't necessarily going to be brighter than usual it's not going to make the tides any different it's not going to you know but it will be a cool thing to kind of look at and see because again we we haven't even been able to see this for 800 years well you know jupiter is the second brightest star if you will it's i know yes. it's a planet because obviously you have the sun the moon venus and then jupiter jupiter and saturn's not as bright as saturn but it is still a visible planet and so when they get kind of close it's going to look uh, a little more fabulous if you yes will. so i believe it's the southwestern sky and you want an hour or two after sunset is when now i've on. heard I've heard 15, 20 minutes after, because keep in mind, it's in the southwest part of the sky, so it'll set. It will. After, so you don't want to miss it. That's true. So, so maybe. I don't, know the, I don't know the exact time it sets, but uh, it, it's kind of low. I mean, I saw it um, when we went to Zoo Lights Saturday, and it was kind of, you know, even as the sun had gone down, it was kind of low in the southwestern sky. So, so maybe just give yourself maybe a half an hour after right. sunset, after the uh, the light kind of fades away there exactly that's what and, i that's what i've been kind of telling people 15 20 minutes half an hour go out there and check it of course if you're out in the country you're probably going to have the best view if you really want to see you're going to have to at least into its full brilliance you're going to have to get out of, away from the city lights but mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be it's going to be you know something that's not going to happen for a long time again at least to maybe the 0.1 degree now just a reminder you know, to, it's from our perspective that it's 0.1 degree apart. It's not like that close in real space. It's still a very, <laughs> very large gap yes. in between Saturn and Jupiter. Very large. Yes, yeah. that is correct. And I believe, again, you can see it with the naked eye. Yeah. But if you have a telescope or binoculars, you should be able to see... Uh, I believe it's Saturn at, or Jupiter, and it's four moons. I don't remember. Four moons. Who. I can't remember all of them. It's Io, Ganymede, Castellias, or something. <laughs> anyway, the four big moons of Jupiter. Yes, that's above our pay grade, Brad. <laughs> that's right. I know Io is one of them. Yes, I do remember that. And yeah. So that's that's again cool. And then again, that's again we're recording this Monday morning. This conjunction is their closest meeting, and it will occur. Monday evening. But again, a few days after today, you'll, you'll still be able to see how close, close they are. It's not yeah. like they're going tomorrow, like the 22nd or 23rd, they're going to all of a sudden just be far apart. They're still going to be close for a while. Yes, correct. So, a couple interesting things to, to check out. Is there anything else we need to, we need to add, Brad? Uh, I don't think so. Of course, we had the winter solstice this morning at oh, yes. 4.02 a.m., so... Today is the shortest day of the year in terms of daylight, the lowest sun angle. So after today, things will slowly get a little brighter, a little bit longer, and it just will be better a month. I believe now, as far I, as I looked it up yesterday. I think it's nine hours and 14 minutes and like 20 seconds of daylight in Lincoln. That's right. But tomorrow is nine hours <laughs> 14 minutes and like 24 seconds of daylight. See, it's already getting better. It's a step in the right, right direction. The so darkest night, true. the longest night of the year in terms of daylight. You know? But our sunrise will continue to get a little bit later and later 
into the morning over the next few weeks. Yeah. It won't start kind of heading back the other direction, I think, until sometime in January. But our sunsets, we've already had our earliest sunset. That was maybe a week or 10 days ago. Right. Our sunset is uh, is already beginning to creep back the other direction as well. Mm -hmm. And for context, too, I also looked this up last night. On your summer solstice, so the longest day and the shortest night, I believe it's 15 hours and 10 minutes of daylight. Wow. So we have six or so hours to pick up over the next six months. And that's what will be happening. After today, the number of hours of daylight gets longer all the way until approximately June 21st. Six months. Mm -hmm. We see the days getting longer. All right. Well, Brad, thanks that's for, all I have to say. Just to everyone out there, Merry Christmas. Be safe. Yes. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, we will uh, join you again another time. I think we wanted to talk about some other snow stuff, but there hasn't been a whole lot of snow yet so far yeah. this season. So maybe once we'll we get a, a bigger snowstorm in our coming days, kind of wanted to talk to you about what goes into snowfall forecasting. Yes, because it's uh, it can be tricky. Finicky is the word I like to. Finicky, tricky. There's a lot of caveats in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, there are. So thanks everyone uh, for joining, downloading, subscribing. We appreciate it very much, uh, and we'll we'll talk to you next time. So from the 1011 Now Weather Center, the 1011 Now Podcasting Center, which is my basement and Brad's in the studio. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. This is an alert from your... Stay up to date during severe weather season with push notifications from the 1011 Now Weather App. Download the 1011 Now Weather App for free today.